is now serving. Now here's Chris and Jess. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Now Serving with Chris and Jess. That's right. It's the podcast where we serve the tea, the tea being the truth or our versions of it anyways, <laughs> each and every week. And we have a lot of tea to, so to spill much. today. There is a lot of tea going on. So Chris, if you wouldn't mind, could you please put the kettle on? Yes. <laughs> Love uh, it. <laughs> we do have so much to discuss this week, and this is the first week. Or this is the first podcast of 2019, too. I know it's amazing. I can't believe it's 2019. Are you in disbelief that 1989 of, was 20 years ago? Uh that's actually terrifying. Yeah, I am in disbelief. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that means I'm a f- I've officially, officially been obsessed with boys for 20 years. <laughs> That's what that what, means. <laughs> what happened in 1999? Who, who, like, even, who was even it? Even before that, I, I can't, I, I still can't come clean about this. The stakes are too high. <laughs> this person, I don't, there's too many people from London is so connected. You know, this, our hometown, it's so connected, and I can't mm-hmm. talk about it because. Okay. Anyways, but I was so boy obsessed in my last few years of elementary school, grades six, (laughs) seven, eight. And I was in grade seven, January 1999. So, yeah, yeah, I was in the thick of it. I was in my prime, like just wow. And guess what? Still the same person. Nothing has changed. (laughs) Perpetually, chronically single it's fine. Haven't learned anything in 20 years, apparently. <laughs> so, You've learned so much. You've learned so much. Yeah, I've I learned. Think. I don't know. I've learned that it's not worth my time. <laughs> Fair enough. It's just, What's you crazy know, to, whatever. Can you remember where you were on New Year's going into 1999? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was with my parents. Yeah, for sure. Before I started going out with my friends on New Year's, I always stayed up to watch the ball drop with Dick Clark. Yes. Um, New Year's Eve in Times Square. And I remember that being like, wow, next year is the year 2000 and everything's going to be different. And I remember thinking that in the year 2000, there was going to be like flying cars. Like I just thought like everything would change. Like this is the 2000s now. Like, oh my God, it's the millennium. And then of course in 1999, there was like the Y2K. Mm Mm-hmm. Scare, all of this stuff, Britney Spears. Oh, I just—I remember being terrified of like the year two thousand. I don't know about you. Yeah, like, I was like, oh my gosh, like something's going to go wrong. Like there was so much hype around that time too. Though I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was just MSN Messenger, bell bottom jeans, <laughs> butterfly clips in my hair, and really thin eyebrows, and that was my life. And stayed the last dance. <laughs> Do you remember, um, what were those things? Those like blow up couches. Did you ever have, you know, those things like you get like a blow up chair, like a blow up couch and they were like bright colored. Mm, No, no. Okay. They were like such a, a fad, like, I don't know. My sister had one. It was like this like bright pink, like it was like a transparent, like blue, like chair. It was such like a, uh, 
late 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 90s early 2000 thing oh my god well i want one and i'm yeah sad i never had one now it's like the, the it's like made out of air mattress material but it's like clear <laughs> like they're tacky as fuck but <laughs> oh my gosh oh yeah, yeah. that time I just remember being obsessed with Jessica Simpson and obviously Jennifer Lopez. She was just, she was just busting out. Like I think Selena came mm-hmm. out in like what, 1998, 1997. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. And I've been obsessed mm-hmm. with them ever since. <laughs> and it was like sex in the city. And I remember my mom wouldn't let me watch it, but she would watch it. And so sometimes I would like, kind of see what was happening in the living room being like i want that to be my life yeah (laughs) and well surprise it is (laughs) minus like all the expensive clothing and and the fabulous gorgeous men it's mostly just me being alone with my friends (laughs) god so sad do you remember um frig i lost my train of thought here with this shoot 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 (laughs) Sex in the City, watching it with my mom. Well, (laughs) pretending to watch it when my mom watched it. And yeah, whatever. That's hilarious. Yeah, I know. Well, it's depressing. Welcome to 2019. (laughs) Anyway. So much has changed. And we got to celebrate New Year's together, which was absolutely amazing. I had so much fun. We had a great time. You know what? That dinner was delicious. And we drank for like 10 or 11 hours, (laughs) God, that was we actually did. I, I'm just like processing this right now, but yeah, you were, yeah. you were correct. I left at like 4 a.m. or something, 3:30 or 4 a.m. And we met at Steph's place beforehand at like five o'clock. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to us. We started off the new year off on the right foot. And we sure did. That was really fun. That was really fun. I had a great time. What about you? I had a blast. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We went out for dinner and then went over to our friend's uh, place in London, Ontario, our hometown. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chris and Jake, they had a bunch of people over, which was so nice. It was like, I don't like going out. Do you guys like going out? I don't know. If you do, like tweet us. What do you prefer doing? Let us know. I obviously prefer to stay in, have a party with the girls. It's like all I ever want to do. This is probably the reason that I'm still single. I don't know why I'm talking about this so much, but whatever no it was great it was so fun especially on new year's i feel like everything's overpriced and it's just like not that big of a deal either you know things are crowded yeah yeah and people We're get like dressed old. up and then people are like, yeah yeah <laughs> very old very very old <laughs> um but no it was great there there weren't too many stunts i don't think there were no stunts Unfortunately, there weren't any stunts. So, yeah, it was was kind of like a low key. I know there was a low key New Year's the last time we saw each other. And that was kind of the send off from the holidays. It was. Mm -hmm. But no, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of happy to be back in the regular routine um, in my own space on my own schedule again. Like, the holidays are nice and all, and I love visiting, but I love routine. You know this about me. Yeah. No, I completely understand. And I just, I ate so much sugar, you know, between the drinking and yes. the the stockings and like the, just the overall holly jolly time. It's just, it's too much. 
you it know. Is. I agree. But it was great. It was great. And I, I don't know. How how was your New Year's resolution of working out and eating better going? <laughs> so it's it's not going. Actually, I'll say this. I'm eating like somewhat okay. I'm eating far better than it was during the holidays. So sure, if you compare yeah. that, then that's but that's not saying much. Um, but no, I'm trying. It's like baby steps. I think one thing that I've learned about myself over the the last several years is that I have to do certain things like that, like gradually, like if it's something that I know I'm not going to enjoy doing, I have to like slowly, like almost like trick myself into doing it. Like every day, like eat a little bit more like vegetables instead of like garbage. <laughs> like, And I'm just like, Oh, if I slowly like go away for it, then like, this is easy. This is manageable. And that's what I was doing when I was working out for a while too. Like, um, I'm like, okay, well I'll just like go for like a quick walk today. And then like each day I'm like, okay, well maybe I'll turn this into a run. I don't know. And it seemed to help. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah. I don't know. What about you? How are your new year's resolutions going one weekend? They're going great. They're going great. As you know, I started the new year off by going on a rant with people at this party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I promised promised myself that I would I forgot about that. Honor thyself and speak my truth essentially. And guess what? I did. And I think, well, you know what? Jordan and I had a really great conversation. Our notorious friend Jordan, who we're dying to get on the podcast, but for whatever reason will not. So everybody probably thinks he's made up, whatever. He'll come <laughs> on. Jordan, you have to come on one of these days. He will. He mm-hmm. will. He listens. Jordan. 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 That's all we have to do. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe we, if we had like a it. yeah like i was gonna say like a martini or something <laughs> to reward him you know like yeah. a little bell anyways um no it was good we had some great conversations and i was like i just cannot stay quiet about things anymore and i just i'm not yeah i had a great time i mm-hmm. i embodied fuck you celebrate which for those of you who aren't familiar that is my 2019 promise to myself it's like fuck you which is like just a fuck you to the world and (laughs) and celebrate (laughs) celebrating everything that it has to offer when whenever possible that's what happened on new year's eve yeah that's true and you stayed true to that and i i I love that about uh about you but what i think was really cool too i think a lot of this came up because of the podcast like we've had so mm-hmm. many conversations because of this because we have um a lot of our friends that they listen to it plus a lot of others too so even if you don't know us personally still thank you for listening obviously yeah but um but we've had like a lot of people that we know personally that have started to listen to this more um and it's created conversations even within our friend group which is really really cool I think that's it awesome. is really interesting because you know what I've, for example, like Jordan and I had a really great conversation about like the Me Too movement and just a couple of other things. And he was kind of giving like his opinion on certain things and we were just kind of going back and forth. And it's, it's not like it was a bad, like a, a tense or bad conversation. But no, no, no. It was just great to like hear everyone's opinions and like what they think and this and that. And he said to me, he's like, you know, I never would have had this conversation with you in the past. I never would have you know, thought about some of the things that you talked about. And I was like, that's actually really cool that, you know, I don't know. You just think we're kind of doing this because we, we like talking to each other. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just crazy to see that we're actually engaging with other people in a larger conversation that's maybe more meaningful. And I don't know, maybe, and you know, we just keep referencing Jordan, but maybe Jordan will have a conversation with someone else going forward and then that person will. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll start a movement. (laughs) We are starting a movement. We are starting a movement. Thanks to everyone that's listening to this. Growing every week. Thank you. (laughs) Also, what happened on New Year's Eve is we, well, I bumped into a fan, quite frankly, Oh, um, yes. How could I forget? Yes, yes, yes. So this is what happened. We were in, we went to the restaurant for dinner and I bumped into my friend, my friend from high school who like we keep in touch via social media here and there, but I definitely don't know everything going on in his life and vice versa. And he was like, oh my God, it's Trey Posh. Like say hi to everybody. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God. He's calling me Trey Posh. Like, is this how Beyonce feels? Oh my God. (laughs) But a lot of people call me Trey Posh. So I was like, oh my God. And I said, oh, I'm here with my friend Chris. And he's like, your co-host from Now Serving. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, yeah, I listened to a couple episodes. Oh my God. I don't know why he didn't. He's He better be continuing listening. Pat, Pat, if you're still listening, we love you. And I can't believe that you were my first fan, like run-in fan in the street. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> I think that's why I had such a big drink to start because I was so excited that we had a fan, you know, that we bumped into in the street. <laughs> yes, of course. It happens yeah. all the time. It, it does. I mean, it does. But to hire some security soon. <laughs> diva behavior (laughs) um anyways we just kind of wanted to run down new year's eve just kind of do a a quick litmus test about how everything's going how new year's eve went we're both back i'm back in toronto chris is back in ottawa going back into the swing of things and we're not going to cry anymore so just we're not (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. but i think I think that's it for that. So we'll be right back. We'll be right back. (laughs) Podbean is now serving's home for podcasting. Podbean has everything you need to create, manage, and promote your podcast. It's perfect for beginners or well-established podcasters. Join today at podbean.com slash now serving. And now back to the podcast. So you may have noticed that this week's episode was published a little later than normal. Um, And there's a very good reason for that. Last night, we were watching the Golden Globe Awards. uh, And it was interesting. You were watching it, Jess. You had some friends over and you had uh, family there too, obviously. I was watching it um, alone, but it was cool. I always love watching award shows and following along on Twitter. I don't know about you. Um, I think that you'd like doing that too, don't you? I, that is honestly what I live for. I live for Twitter during like award shows. (laughs) I am so happy award season is here because I, I just love the memes. I love what everybody's talking about. I love how everybody's talking about who wore what, like who looks incredible it's just so, or like, what are the upsets? What are the surprises? I just, I love Twitter during awards season. I love it. So yeah, I was very excited. However, caveat. However. 
caveat. I did have some friends over, surprisingly. This never happens. Um, and we were watching it. And prior to watching the Golden Globes, I binged the um the art of tidying up or whatever it is on Netflix. Have you heard of this? Marie Kondo. She is an organization expert and I read her book a couple years ago, but there is just something so special about Netflix. So long story short, (laughs) I saw her folding all these clothes and I had to refold my entire closet. So I actually wasn't on Twitter that much because I was, I was folding while watching and, and of course entertaining Nicole. Of course. As one would. (laughs) But anyways, Golden Globes. It's the always the first of the season. It kicks off award season. And I was, here's my overall thoughts. I like, I, I was like, meh. Like I, the Fiji water girl, okay, cool. She's trending. I thought that was funny. There was like a lot of good, I guess, like memes and stuff that came out of that. Um, but I, I like, I, I love Bohemian Rhapsody. Let me say that. I love that movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it deserved to win. <laughs> That's my... <laughs> I think he, uh, uh, Rami uh, uh, Malik, uh, should have won a Best Actor. Like I, I think he, you know, did a great job in that role. But the movie itself, I thought it was great. I don't think it was the best film, though. That's just my two cents. Right. And I well, was shocked by that. And so, and the director, uh, Brian Singer, I was not really aware of that situation. Um, I'll admit. And so I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's too bad that his work was recognized. I am glad, though, that, I mean, all the other people that worked on the film were obviously recognized for their hard work. But that's a really tricky situation. Like, what do you do yeah. in that case? Yeah, His name is still attached to it. Yeah, you know what? I was, I had kind of, I had heard that there was drama with their director and I didn't know his name or anything else. And I had heard that he was just difficult in general and he was like kicked off the set and all of this stuff. That was like whenever the movie was being made or right before it was coming out. And I didn't really think anything of it until um, our, I, can I say our mutual acquaintance now? Course, I feel like Benny and I are friends now, even you though totally we've never are. met in person. <laughs> um, until we were all kind of in a Twitter group, Twittering one another. And he had brought up, um, you know, the Brian Singer drama. And I was like, who is that? And I'm like, oh, it's the director. Oh, my God. And I just thought that, you know, since Denny is like in the industry, maybe he had some industry inside information, but he did not. <laughs> but still. Very interesting that they won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't expect to, that. To say, to say that I was disappointed that Bohemian Rhapsody won over A Star is Born is an, the understatement of 2019. Although I haven't seen Bohemian Rhapsody, I just seeing A Star is Born on its own, I was like, they're just there's no way that movie was better than this one. There's just, there's no way there's no way. And I was like, this is rigged. This shit is rigged. And congratulations on your stunt. Golden Globes. <laughs> two, well two things, two things here with that though. And I think it's funny <laughs> for one, um, uh, for one, the, the hosts, uh, why am I pulling on their Sandra? O oh, and, um, Andy Samberg. Thank you. Um, who I think he looks so good for, well, they both look great for their age, but he like, I'm shocked. He, he hasn't aged 
well, she isn't either. Okay. Um, but they were funny. And I loved that they roasted uh, Lady Gaga on her. There could be a hundred people in, in a room uh, comment. I thought that was so funny during the opening monologue. I was dying over that. I loved that was, it. I also loved it. I'm glad. I mean, I love Lady Gaga. We all know this. I could probably have a podcast dedicated to how much oh, I for love fuck's her. Sake. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. The second point I was going to say is if you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that we've talked a few times about like how I really like Bohemian Rhapsody. And you said <laughs> you would go see it if I saw A Star Is Born. And clearly we haven't lived up to that because I still have not seen A Star Is Born yet either. Me either. And you know what? I think that's the reason that, I, again, my my feelings on the Golden Globes were like, meh, also, because You wanted to your me, movie to win. I, well, I didn't see the majority of the films. The only one that I saw was um, A Star is Born. And after I saw that, I was like, there is no way that anything can beat this. Like, there just isn't. Like, this is the one of the best movies I've ever seen. And plus, I don't have time. So I didn't really watch anything. However, before the Oscars, I'm definitely going to watch all of the nominees. And I definitely need to watch Bohemian Rhapsody now just as... Like, was there something I missed? Like, is there... Some, what did I What did I miss here? Like, oh, mm, it's good. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, I heard that. Apparently, it is good. And it, is. it better be the best goddamn acting I've ever seen, quite frankly. He um, played Freddie Mercury very well. Yeah. Do you... One thing that always gets me too, and this is uh, a bit ridiculous to say, but I love when they give it like the Lifetime Achievement Awards. Uh, Carol Burnett, her speech, oh my gosh, that was, I thought that was very powerful. Um, I loved yeah. when Dick Van Dyke came on stage with uh, Emily Blunt. Um, they were in uh, Mary Poppins Returns together. And he's obviously, mm -hmm. I forget his character's name in the original Mary Poppins, but he's 93 years old. He was dancing in Mary Poppins Returns. Um, but he like co-starred with um, Julie Andrews in the original one. What the mm -hmm. frick is his name? He's like the... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's the chimney was, sweep. Yeah, but well, I forget his name. Is his name Bert? Mm -hmm. His name's Bert, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, thank you. Yet another uh, movie I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, the original Mary Poppins or the the new one? Oh, the new one. Sorry, okay, I, it's okay. on my list. It's okay. on my list. It was good, but yeah, like I'm I feel like everyone loved it. it, but I didn't think it was like outstanding. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe this is just a lackluster year for movies, except for A Star Is Born. Honestly, I'm no, like, fuck I just don't get it. You know what? You need to watch it. I will watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I also okay, made like I'll a little list of things that I noted, took note of Please. during the awards. Um, you mentioned Sandra O. Oh. Yes. I would just like to congratulate Sandra O oh <laughs> for being such a bad bitch. Honestly, she looked incredible. First and foremost, she looked so beautiful and you could just see she was like beaming with pride. Yes. As we all know, she was the first Asian person woman person um to host or to MC the awards and then she actually won um it was it best actress for her role in killing eve which i haven't seen but i heard is fantastic i personally love sandra o oh for her <laughs> her role in gray's anatomy as christina yang <laughs> i 
honestly, I was just gonna say that's I, all I know her from. <laughs> I loved her in that in that show. And she's also the best friend, which I was like, hmm, she's the best friend in Grey's Anatomy, like best friend in another movie I love. Like, why is the Asian woman always the best friend? Oh, wait, that's right. Anyways, that's for another day. Um, but she was also the best friend in Under the Tuscan Sun, one of my favorite movies. So I've always loved her. I was so thrilled to see her hosting. And she did such a great job. She killed agreed, it. Like, agreed. When they were panning to her parents, I was like, yes, like they're uh, so, they're just so it was cute. So cute. And yes. You could tell like that meant a lot to her. And I was like, the tide is changing, like and mm-hmm. about fucking time, quite frankly. <laughs> um, So I was thrilled to see her. To me, she was like the winner of the evening. Like she just. Oh, totally. I agree with you. She was incredible. She looked beautiful. Another person that I took note of, which I think all of Twitter took note of, was Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> which if you haven't seen her, <laughs> if you haven't seen her, please immediately log on to the internet, log on to your phone, whatever you need to do, and Google her outfit. My understanding is that a lot of people weren't a fan of her look. However, I loved it. Not because I necessarily thought she looked, she great. looked great. Like she does. She looks incredible. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like her white hair and her matching white <laughs> dress with the slit up the middle. I was like, congratulations, Jamie Lee Curtis. You clearly give no fucks. And I like that about you. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah, she. I agree. I thought she looked good. I didn't like the outfit. Like, not that I'm some like fashion expert over here, but like, I didn't like the the whole look and the whole outfit. But I thought she she looked great. I don't know. I think she she did. did. She did. And you She's know, just like a I feel like icon. we're all we're all Jamie Lee Curtis fans. Let's be honest. Totally. Totally. I feel like you're an exceptional Jamie Lee Curtis fan. I fucking love her. <laughs> I think she's amazing. And there's so many memes. Like they're funny memes. There's nothing like rude about yeah. her because people love her. There's just so many funny memes. I love the meme, like all the different ones of her just standing there on the red carpet, and there's just memes like me pretending, like trying to learn what a what a Toyota Corolla is, like waiting for my Uber. Like it's just so funny. Die laughing. So great. That's why I really love award shows because the the internet fallout is always outstanding. <laughs> yeah. And know what? Okay, one thing that I did not like that I was really actually bothered by um, was Andy Samberg's comment about Freddie Mercury's teeth at the beginning. I thought oh. that was a little bit like it was awkward because like Freddie Mercury's like former bandmates, like members of Queen were there in the audience. Um, did you hear the comment where he said, uh, something to the effect of like, oh, I heard like, uh, Rami Malek had to wear Freddie's teeth for the, the movie. And then he was like, I can't believe like they like actually got those off his body and like something like that. Like they're, that was kind of like gross and a little bit morbid. Like the guy's dead. Like it, it was just like really gross. Um, I see. But yeah, no, I thought I, that I, wasn't. Maybe I'm just being too protective of, of Freddie Mercury and Queen in, in that whole movie. But that really like bothered me. I was like, oh, that's uh-huh. kind of like that's not funny. I don't know. I see. I see that you're offended. I am. Oh. I thought. It was- <laughs> no. Well, what offended me? 
because you know I already have a point written out about what offended me <laughs> the Golden Globes this year. What's up? Was um, Emma Stone because I don't know if you recall or you saw online when Sandra O oh had said in her monologue also that it's the first time or the first studio film with an Asian American lead since Ghost in the Shell and Aloha which was which was a backhanded comment to I believe it was Scarlett Johansson and Emma Stone because both of them were cast as Asian Americans in the, in those films like they were supposed to be four Asians and they cast two white women essentially mm-hmm. and so they were highly criticized for accepting the role and Emma Stone like yelled out like I'm sorry and everyone's like oh good for her like blah 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 and I was like "Mm, if she was actually sorry she wouldn't have taken the role like what do you what do you mean like it just I can't imagine I don't know doing that and it just seemed so and she shouted it out while Sandra Oh was talking and I was like I just like I get your story I guess but like do better i don't know i just thought it was in poor taste i don't disagree i'll say mm-hmm. this though like i think like i think looking back maybe she's like oh shoot i shouldn't have done that and she there's better ways she could have apologized mm-hmm. but i also think too like i think about myself like if i were not that i would ever be in that fucking position but if i were in that position and like i was like called out like I, my gut reaction would to be like oh my gosh i'm sorry and like I would feel bad and I'd want to like just say something then in there. So I don't know, maybe she does regret like screaming that out. Um, I don't know why I'm defending Emma Stone. I do think like, I don't know, I think views change. And I think like, obviously now if she were to look back, I don't think she would have accepted that role. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but still it's like you have already come under fire for this. Like I'm, couple of years ago and you still are like making it about you when it's not you know what I mean like Sandra O oh is like I don't know it just it just it rubbed me the wrong way hmm. uh-huh and I was like damn uh-huh. I like Emma Stone but and I get it like she feels guilty trust me I understand I feel like that all the time but it just I don't know it rubbed me the wrong way and everyone and I saw these things on Twitter everyone being like this is my mood all 2019. Like, yes, I hope all like white people act this way in 2019. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just don't know how authentic that is. It seemed like a stunt to me. My like little spidey stunt <laughs> senses went off, if you will. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have mixed feelings. I like I, mm-hmm. I, she could have said nothing, and maybe that maybe that she could have said nothing and like tweeted about it later. Maybe that's better. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I do genuinely think she does more than a lot of other people. Not that just doing more is enough, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Fair I enough. Think if she Fair was, enough. I think if she was given another chance, I think she would address the situation very differently. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she's publicly like gone on record being like, I was wrong for doing this, blah, blah, blah. But it just, would you ever accept a role for something that wasn't your race? It just seems very odd to me. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it just it rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, why are we applauding this? It's just like, she could have said nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like, accept it. Like, you accepted the role, so accept this burn now too. <laughs> you know? Anyways, that's just me. But Did you have any highlights of the night? Like, what was your favorite moment of the night? If you had to pick one. 
Sandra O oh winning her award. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Um, that was incredible. I also thought, obviously, um, Lady Gaga looked incredible. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Her beautiful dress. I just couldn't get enough of her. I thought she looked incredible and so gorgeous. And I was just so ready for her to win. Like, I was like, okay, Gaga, like, we're going to win this, you know? And then we didn't. So it's fine. Um, so that was a low point for me. Another, I thought it was, um, although I haven't seen if Peel Street could talk, Regina King is a really talented actress and another notable, I don't know, stunt worthy thing that happened was her commitment to only working on projects with 50% women going forward, which I was like, this is interesting. That's great. Um, And I think that there are lots of celebrities who kind of, you know, when they're up there and they have this platform and they want to say these things that matter to them, and especially her as like a black woman, I'm like, yes, like, do you? Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I really hope that everybody follows through on everything that they're saying, you know, like, I hope it just isn't for, I I just hope it isn't PR and I hope it isn't like. I think so much of it is PR. I hate Mm -hmm. to say it, but Mm -hmm. I think like, so like. And I think sometimes that's what bothers me. But I think like it's so great. And this is a very important platform, especially all the people watching it. And then all the people then like taking clips from this and retweeting them, posting them online everywhere. Like there's so many. Yeah, it it is such a powerful platform. Mm -hmm. But I do worry sometimes that a lot of it is a little stunty. Yeah. I disagree with the messages. I think it's all great. But yeah, sometimes I worry it's too stunty. For sure. And like I I, practice what you preach. I don't know what Regina King, I don't, I don't know her, Yeah, Um, but I'm sure she will follow through on this. I just hope like, you know, that just reminded me that there was a lot of people up there saying like, we have, you know, the power to do this, this and this. And you're sitting in a room with the most powerful people in Hollywood and everyone. I just hope that it just, it's not just for the stage. Like, I hope it goes beyond that because that's really where it, when it matters, you know? And yeah. It's just so different now than it used to be, I guess. But which is good. It is good. It's it is good. good. Mm-hmm. I um I have to say one of my favorite moments, and this is not trying to be mean to Lady Gaga, uh, was when Glenn Close won uh, Best Actress or whatever the award was. Um, yes. She is so talented. She is like, oh my god, she's such an icon. Like. I'm, I was so happy for for her in her speech, especially what she was saying about her her mom. Um, mm-hmm. oh, that really uh, that really like broke my heart. I, I think. Well, I, not I think it really did. Hearing that, and it was very like true. It was very raw. It was it was such an important speech, in my opinion. I really liked it, and I'm so happy she won. I am so happy she won too. She is such a talented actress, and I was like, yes, we all like. And when I say we, I mean like me and the gay community love Glenn Close. <laughs> like we love her, okay? And I just it's not like I was upset she won and not Lady Gaga. Um, but for sure, the one of the big reasons that I actually really love watching award shows is for the speeches. I will like kind of judge whether you deserve the award depending on your speed yes. <laughs> I'm like well you didn't appreciate it enough you weren't emotional enough but for me it's just you know when people are genuinely surprised and you're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh and to see someone's actual dream come true like 
right there. It's kind of, I don't know. I just love it. It's just such a cool thing to see. I'm like, wow. Especially someone like Glenn Close, who she said she was in the industry for 30, 40 years or whatever. And it's just so cool to see. I love it. It's very cool. I love the speeches. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So speaking of award season, um, we'll be right back in a second, but we have some thoughts on the Oscars. Now Serving Podcast is supported by Zencaster. Zencaster allows us to record in two different locations, plus interview guests, without sacrificing audio quality. It also makes recording a breeze. Join today and use promo code NOWSERVING to receive 20% off your first three months of service. And now, back to the podcast. All right. Speaking of award season, Chris, well, we all know that the Golden Globes, excuse me, kicks off award season every year. And we just talked about all the stunts that happened at the Golden Globes and the Oscars haven't even aired yet. They're, in fact, only just voting on the nominees starting today. But there's already been a ton of drama surrounding the Oscars already. Um, I feel like you know a lot about this and I feel I am just quite excited to be quite (laughs) to hear your take on this only because I feel like I'm always the one that's like well let me fucking tell you about this (laughs) and I feel like this is does bother me a lot yeah so can you can you Kevin Hart I can you please explain the whole thing because you have well you're a gay man like you have a unique perspective that i don't have and i feel like this is the time when i need to like listen and you educate so well sure sure okay and so i don't think like and i don't think maybe i have all the facts but i think i have enough to have a very strong opinion on this and that's that kevin hart has said very uh homophobic uh, jokes in his like routines in the past and on Twitter, like all the fucking receipts are there. These are cold, hard receipts. This is evidence. You can see it. You can search it. You can, it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. And you know me, people that know me well and people that even don't know me that well, like I joke around a lot. I joke around and I will like push buttons. I will, I, I don't care if people, you know, make the odd gay joke, especially if people know me, if, even if people don't like, I think, in my opinion, it's okay to cross the line a little bit. I'm someone that doesn't get very sensitive about mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. some of the things that Kevin Hart has said in his routines and on Twitter, like again, the receipts are there. You can Google this stuff. Um, it's it's just not even like funny. It's like it's 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 violent. It's 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 terrible. Um, if you're unaware, like one of the, the the things he said is like if you ever saw his son playing with Barbies or, or playing with a dollhouse, he'd smash the dollhouse over his head. And mm-hmm. I think what's like that's that's not funny. That's that's so uncomfortable and wrong. Um, and, and why this is so wrong too is because it's very real. And I think for me, I'm very. I don't want to use the word lucky, um, but I feel um, very fortunate to have a family that's always been so accepting and supportive of me and, and who I am. Um, but that's not the case for so many people. That's just not not it. And so, um, you know, breaking a, a dollhouse over a kid's head, like 
that's 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 something that has happened. Like there there are terrible things that that parents who don't accept their kids for who they are. Um, these are things that happen. So these aren't funny jokes. Um, and and I, and I think sure I, I believe there are a lot of people out there that are too sensitive about a lot of things. But this just isn't funny. Um, and so Kevin Hart, yeah, he he tweeted, he spoke about things like this uh, years ago, and then now that he was announced as the 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 host of the Oscars, all this kind of started coming back to to haunt him. Um, and uh, before preparing uh, for this, I was gonna you know say like, what has Kevin Hart even done over the past few years? But uh, doing some research, he, he has done a lot. He's the in 2018, he was the second uh, highest paid comedian uh, in in the world. So, I mean, he's he, he's popular. He's sold out shows. Um, mm-hmm. I went to one of his shows, and mm-hmm. you did too. I mm-hmm. you, you were there too, right? This is in yeah, probably uh, in this London, time Ontario, last year or, or like in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, some of the stuff he he said was funny, but it, it just, it got really uncomfortable when it came to, uh, to some of those things. Like it wasn't funny. I, I don't think people were really even laughing at, at, at many of those jokes because it just, it's, it's weird. And so anyway, he, he, he stepped down as the, the host of the Oscars because his reasoning was he wants the night to be about the, the winners and the people that are nominated, not about him in this, this controversy, which I think is sure. That's a, a big thing to do and, and good yep. for him. Yep. And then he went on Ellen and I don't know if any of you have seen the clip, um, but uh, he went on Ellen and basically issued this like very, very scripted apology um, but basically through the, the, this apology, he was just saying like, listen, I apologized before this stuff is old. I'm a changed person, mm-hmm. um, but it didn't seem truthful. It didn't seem authentic. It didn't seem real. This just seemed like he was saying like, I apologize before I kind of get off my back. Um, I don't truthfully think he's learned anything. And I think you may have even realized that I think because we were kind of talking a little bit about this before you, I think even realized that, you know what? He, he said he's like I, I didn't do anything wrong like I, I he was almost saying like he stands by what he said before and he's like they were jokes um so I think he just has a, a PR person that's trying to control him and, and he's not and Ellen what the flying fuck um there's this <laughs> this tweet out there that says something like who died and made uh, Ellen the gay pope and I don't believe Ellen is trying to speak on behalf of the whole gay community. And it's not like if Ellen like blesses someone with her, uh, her, her forgiveness that everyone else in the gay community has to. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how a lot of people took this. And she is a, she is a, a, a key person in, in, in the gay community. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. and it's just weird. She didn't question anything he said. She just kind of sat there and accepted everything. Like grill him, Ellen, like ask tricky questions. Like Why? I'm right. ranting. I'm going on a, a long thing here, but I no. think um, I, I think one very important thing to flag here is like, yes, I am. I'm I'm a white gay male, and this is. Uh, I think a lot of people in in the black gay community are, are maybe more affected by this. And there's a fantastic uh, a clip uh, by CNN's uh, Don Lemon. Uh, where he addresses this. He is a member of the black gay community mm-hmm. and he speaks about this. Um, and I would highly recommend any of you listening to this uh, to watch that clip because he is someone that would be from the community that's more affected by this. Um, I can only speak to this because yes, I am a, a, a gay male, but mm-hmm. um, 
I don't know. Sorry, I'm ranting. What are, <laughs> what do you think about this whole no, situation? No, I love this rant. I feel like, like I'm always the one who's ranting and you're like, okay. <laughs> um, but in this case, like, I don't, I think I sort of underestimated how much this affected you. Like, not that it's, I mean, it, it has in a way, like you really feel strongly about this. And I feel that you are completely justified in that. Um, I don't feel affected by it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm angry about it, but I'm not. Like it's like, not like going to ruin your day sort of thing, but you have an opinion about it quite obviously. Of course. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, we have opinions about everything. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, but this is, this is a, a different, um, like this is something that we haven't really talked about. I think in a lot of ways, we have often talked about a lot of different uh, communities, marginalized communities, and their experiences. And I, I, it's almost fortunate in a way that you know we haven't talked a lot about the gay experience negatively, or you know the sort of things that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, which is almost why when I, I think when I first heard about this, so I didn't, I was sort of unfamiliar with Kevin Hart and the animosity that the gay community had towards him. I just was totally oblivious to it. It wasn't a thing until this whole Oscars thing happened. All the receipts were laid out and I was like, oh shit. Um, And I was like, well, that's no good. And then I immediately was like reading all this stuff online because there was a lot of like, for example, Nick Cannon posted all these receipts from other comedians, white female comedians or other white comedians being like, well, then all of these comedians can't do it either. And it immediately became like a race issue also. And I was like, oh, my God, how do I handle this? Like, who do I whatever? Because it's like. I, I feel like I'm, I'm an ally to both communities or I, I try my best to be. And I really had to like stop and like, as you know, digest this, we discussed this a little bit before. And I really, at first I was like, I don't think, do we hold him to the same standard? Is he held to a higher standard because he's black like is 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 he being further scrutinized because he's black like or is that just a thing i i don't i don't know right because i i just don't know but i didn't know that he had this sort of history with the gay community is what he said absolutely deplorable yes definitely 100 percent. and i think that we are lucky as canadians and i know you said that you don't want to use the word lucky but i feel like for our our immediate situations, at least, we're lucky because I think that a lot of us, or in my family and your experience, like we've all come from like a loving family where mm-hmm. being gay hasn't been an issue, you know. And for a lot of people, it that we know or that I know, it hasn't been an issue. And quite frankly, a lot of the gay people that I know, it's like celebrated, you know. But I often think that I forget that there are a lot of people, and especially in in the U.S., where, you know, gay marriage has been legal in Canada much longer than it has been in the States. And we're a little bit more progressive thinking, I think, in, in certain respects. And I don't know. I think I just underestimated maybe what that experience was like. And I I know that I always reference this, like RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. Okay. 
for fuck's sake. <laughs> but I can remember when they have their like Oprah moments when they're putting on mm-hmm. their makeup in the mirror. So many of them talk about how they were rejected from their families, disowned by their parents, like had these awful experiences. And I was like, this is still a very real thing for a lot of people. Of course it which is. Which I have to remind myself of only because like I just love the gay community so much because they have mm-hmm. welcomed me with open arms as we all know and yes. i always just have such a great time and as you know i often say like i just want to like live that sort of almost stereotypical gay lifestyle of like constant brunch constant vacation like constant like beautiful nice things access to arts and culture and like oh my god this is the- like all of the you oh know what i mean god. but that's like my gay experience right it's not everyone's gay experience obviously um but no, that's like all of my <laughs> you, i'm sorry what <laughs> it's like what the fuck? you're like what yeah. like I just because like to me that it's just so fabulous. Like I'm always stereotype, yes. (laughs) But is it am I wrong in a way? Maybe. Um, but just think about how much fun I have, like when we're all together. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm being funny, but it's not a funny thing. No. Um I think the big thing here oh sorry, continue. Oh no, 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 go ahead. No, so I was gonna say, I think the big thing here too, like for me, like I won't deny it. Like I, uh, I didn't really realize Kevin Hart said all these things. I actually didn't even realize he said all those things uh, before going to his show. I probably wouldn't have even gone to the show if I mm-hmm. actually knew that before. But um, I didn't realize this was such a big thing. But obviously, when I saw this, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's actually really bad. And I think the biggest thing here too, um, you brought up him compared to other comedians. I think obviously we do need to hold whoever is hosting the Oscars to the same. Uh, standards we need to to they they should all be criticized the same way mm-hmm. but i think a big thing um i know there were a lot of uh white comedians white female comedians that were like okay well how come they haven't been like dragged for for their comments things like that um i think one in particular was uh chelsea handler one thing with her though she has proven that she's she's learned and evolved over the years i've said so many fucked up very rude things in the past um that that i wouldn't dare repeat and if i did like have any sort of reference or or things where it came up again like that i because i simply can't think of any examples but if that were to come back and haunt me um if it's something that i no longer agree with which is probably true um Mm -hmm. i would absolutely address it i would apologize and apologize again in in try to Mm -hmm. fucking learn from it or or Mm -hmm. demonstrate how i've learned from that i wouldn't Mm -hmm. defend myself and be like oh i already apologized for that i already apologized for that Mm -hmm. he clearly in my opinion has not learned that's i think the biggest difference and um, i think it's unfortunate that a lot of those comedians were white i think that the race card maybe was pulled here and i don't think that's fair i think every comedian um, or whoever the host is should have to, you know, live up to the same standards mm-hmm. here. Um, I think it is unfortunate that, I mean, this is coming out wrong. I think, I think maybe Kevin Hart as, as a, a black man, like he has obviously had to, to fight for, for a lot of things that I can simply not relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so I think that, um, I think that does absolutely need to come into the the picture here when, when this is looked at, like, 
he's had so many struggles, I'm sure, in his life. Um, the whole black community has that. That I mean, I yeah, I, I can't relate to, and I won't even dare to to, to speak to. And that's why I would right. say listen to uh, Don Lemon's uh, clip from CNN. He he talks about this, and he is far more educated on all this than 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 obviously mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, myself or, or you are on this. Right. Yeah, I guess it's just, you know, I really struggled with this at first. And I was like, oh, my God, like, do I hold him to the same standard? Because I feel like so often I've like whatever marginalized group is held to a a different subset than than other people are like other things are forgiven more easily if frankly, if you're like straight, white, beautiful, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, And then I was like, actually, I don't think that your skin color or your sexual orientation or whatever is allows you allows bad behavior i don't i think it i think that you know we i was saying before i have i feel like i have there have been many shots fired on this podcast from me to r kelly and mm-hmm. so what's the difference, right? Where I'm like, oh, that because I feel like maybe that's an issue that I more, affects me more, like violence against women. But still, comments against the gay community are still violent. You know what I mean? And it's still not right. And I think that there are ways that we can hold everybody accountable fairly. And I, do I think he should host the Oscars? Probably not. And I feel like regardless of who hosts the Oscars now it's going to be about Kevin Hart and it's going to be about, I, I, I don't know. And, and the, the whole thing with Ellen, it's, it's it was just awkward. That was engineered by a network or like that was that there was like money behind that. I think for sure. Well, like absolutely. he's and trying what- to, Yeah. I think he, I personally think he is going to host the Oscars. I think this is like a whole like fucking publicity stunt. stunt. Interesting. I think think it was a failed stunt, to be honest. I think they were hoping that he would go on and this would like clear things up and everyone would be like, Kevin Hart goes on Ellen and apologizes and now everyone loves him. Um, And I think then it was going to be like, oh, we're happy to announce he's the the host of the Oscars again. I think it fucking backfired. Um, Right. I still think... I still think he's going to host the Oscars um, uh-huh. and I think he's going to say some like big speech and I think it's going to be a, a big stunt. Oh my God. A big speech from the heart. <laughs> well, but you no see, and intended. that's exactly it though, but that's it though. It's going to get people <laughs> watching, which is too bad. It's for sure that it's about that and not about Lady Gaga getting the justice she deserves and winning Best Actress. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you, but, I want to say this, though, too. I think he's had so many opportunities that so many mm-hmm. other people have mm-hmm. not had to mm-hmm. to apologize and become an ally. Like, mm-hmm. there are so many people rooting for him. Um, I I would love to see Kevin Hart yeah. Like actually issue a heartfelt apology to actually learn from what he said and actually realize like, yo, probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Like Yeah. You know what? You're 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 actually right about that. You are. He has had a lot of opportunities because anybody like you and I, if we said something insensitive or violent or cruel like that, 
in any sort of public facet, we really wouldn't be afforded the opportunity to apologize and win the public back, essentially. And the fact that he has had so many opportunities, this being the easiest one, quite frankly, if he had just said, I apologize, instead of instantly going on Instagram after this whole thing blew up on the internet, being like, I am who I am, I'm not apologizing, blah, blah, blah. This whole thing would have blown over, right? I mean, still, there would have been criticism. But if you just assume accountability and responsibility, then I think you're right that this whole thing would have blown over. One example I'm just thinking of right now is last week or the week before, LeBron James came under fire for comments that he made about the Jewish community and money. Like he posted something on social media somewhere saying something and these are his words or texts or whatever. So do not send me hate mail. It was something like let's get this money like 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 we're Jewish or like let's get this Jew money or something Ugh. like that. And I was like, oh, that's whatever. And he immediately was like, you're right. That was the wrong thing for me to say. And I apologize for to anybody that I blah, blah, blah. And then it was like kind of over and dealt with. You know what I mean? Because he instantly was like, my bad. You're right. I shouldn't have said that. And like, you're right. Jewish people have historically gone through all of these things and I should have known better. And I was like, well... That's all you can do. My question to you now, Chris, is mm. how, how, at what point are you forgiven? Like what, at what point do you, <laughs> like how, how, how do you do this going forward? Do you just apologize immediately? Or, I mean, I think that is the best option, but can he ever be redeemed is my question. I think yeah that's tricky i think so one thing that's interesting and he keeps bringing this up kevin hart keeps bringing this up is that he's like i made these comments like 10 years ago mm -hmm. um which is true a lot of these comments are like mm -hmm. 10 years ago but mm -hmm. some other ones have made um their way into his comedy routines like more recently but right. these are old comments so obviously i think he even talked about this he's like times have changed like people are more sensitive now so that's like one of the reasons why he said he stopped like talking mm -hmm. like this and things like that but I think if he would mm -hmm. have said like, yeah, listen, this was mm -hmm. 10 years ago. I'm a different person now. And he did say something similar or something to that effect on Ellen. But then he just like kept saying like, well, I already apologize for it. I already apologize. Like if you are sorry for something and you truthfully don't believe it, then you apologize again. You don't defend your initial apology mm -hmm. being like, I already apologized. Mm -hmm. You apologize again. You realize how fucked up that was that, that you mm -hmm. said that and you again mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think well, especially that when the purpose of her having him on her show was to clear the air it's not like it was like a mm -hmm. drive-by sort of situation where he's on a red carpet and a random reporter grills him on it or something like that like he was clearly there to apologize or make mm -hmm. a statement and he just I don't think he can be redeemed I, I don't think so because he you're right he has had so many opportunities and he had he was on Ellen like the the platform right yeah. and still didn't yeah I agree I think he but I, I do think he could have redeemed himself but I think now he's like he's had so many mm -hmm. opportunities mm -hmm. I think the sad part here though is Kevin Hart still has a massive fan base 
Um, mm-hmm. He, as as we both discovered, kind of more recently for doing some research on this, he didn't have a ton <laughs> of uh, gay fans. Oh, I thought you were going to say as we both discovered because we have a massive fan base. Too. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was gonna say, what you, yes. As we discovered, we have the same also fan base as Kevin Bates. <laughs> I can't talk, um, but no, he has a massive fan base, and I don't think he had apparently uh, that many gay fans before. So it's not like he's, I don't know. I, yeah, he, he he'll still be very popular. He'll still make tons of money, um, and that's just how how it goes. That's how the world works, unfortunately. It but it is. It is. Yeah. But is, I do think. In a perfect world, he would have used this and like actually apologized, become an ally, um, become like a, he doesn't need to be a voice. He doesn't need to be a spokesperson for the LGBT mm-hmm. community, but he needs mm-hmm. to like, you know, mm-hmm. not encourage people that that you know smashing a dollhouse over your son's head is is mm-hmm. funny or appropriate because that's that's dangerous. That's damaging. Mm-hmm. That's you know, not, that's, that's, that can be very, it's And that the one thing dangerous. I just think that so many people have lost sight of here is like, what if his son was gay? Let's just play that card. Yeah. What if that was the case? I would feel awful being that child. And I don't know. I think that celebrities are held to a different standard overall. And frankly, that's kind of what you sign up for, I guess, when you become a celebrity. And there are that's why you have a publicist because when you inevitably fuck up you you have to have like a professional in there who is coaching you through this mm-hmm. does kevin need a new pr person yes am i available also yes he would be <laughs> the most fucking incredible ally of all time if it was up to me yeah. it's just like you know it, it really is too bad Um, and I really do feel, and, but at the same time, like, I feel like I have read so much online from the black community that's saying this is unfair. And I feel like at the same time, you can't ignore that critique either. I just think that overall you can, there could, there could have been a better choice then if that was the case. And, you know, you had said we went to go see him, not together, but to the yeah, same I show. I was, I was disappointed to learn when I was there that his show was about him cheating on his wife. Because he opened up saying, like, so apparently not everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I was like, what is he? T- I don't know how I missed this. Like, I don't know what I was doing in my life that I missed that he got caught for this and like a hotel camera and all of this. And everyone's like, you didn't know that. I'm like, you did. And we came here. Like, I just, I couldn't believe that he was making all these jokes at the expense of his wife and humiliating her to like literally sell out venues. And it just really rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think he's the type of person per se that I want to I, I don't know. He's He has done a lot of admirable things. For example, he's the first uh, person who isn't an athlete to have a Nike endorsement, I think. Like something crazy like that just because he's like so fit and this and that. So he does have a huge following, which is, again, what also makes this so devastating is that the clout that's associated with him and the platform that he does have, he could have used that for something so positive. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think we can ignore the voices that I've that I have heard but at the same time there are a lot of people in the black community who are criticizing him as well and I think that 
Well, we said this before. Tiffany Haddish should be hosting the Oscars. And that is the outcome that we are hoping for here. With Maya Rudolph. With Maya Rudolph. That's right. They're hilarious together. Um, it's, It's really too bad. It's really too bad. And Ellen, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm on to her. I would highly recommend everyone. Um, I might mm-hmm. even rewatch this, um, but Jess, I would highly recommend watching this. And everyone else listening, watch the the Don Lemon uh, clip uh, from CNN. You can Google it; you'll you'll find it right away. Um, such a fantastic to. video, and mm-hmm. and that's really like his his voice matters far more than than ours in our opinion on this. But yeah, right. Right, right, for sure. I just it'll be interesting to see what happens. It is it we will we will be covering this. <laughs> we will be providing details as they come available <laughs> throughout this process. And I really when are the Oscars in March? Like wow, I really need to or February. I really need to get on this. I need to watch all the shows. I need to f- I don't follow Kevin Hart. You know what? Now that I'm thinking of it, I unfollowed him on all social media just because I didn't like him anymore because he was too, like, too much of a misogynist and apparently a homophobe. So, yeah, it's too bad. It is too bad. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's too bad. Like, I'm glad that Ellen could find it in her heart to forgive him for whatever. Um, But you know, maybe he said something to her in private, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. But why didn't he just say that to everybody then? You're right. You're totally right on weird. this. He had mm. a great platform in it, in my opinion. He did nothing with it except that's WB right. Role. With great Instagram followers comes great responsibility. Sure does. We all know that. Yes. <laughs> we know this firsthand. Um, anyways, <laughs> we are dying to hear everybody's opinions on this especially yes. me because i was so like what do i do like taking to the internet to f- figure out how i could best support who what where and then you were like give your fucking head a shake <laughs> essentially well not really but you no. made me do that and then, um i'm dying to hear everyone's opinion so please tweet us at chris kregman at trey posh or at now serving pc pc is for podcast and I'm still waiting for now serving podcasts to retweet all of my tweets. So let our staff know that I am not impressed <laughs> with their social media strategy. We will definitely let them know. <laughs> um, but like we said, we're gonna we're gonna continue to cover this story as it unfolds <laughs> throughout the week. So be sure to tune in next week. And until then, have a super amazing week, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs> to hear from you visit us at nowservingpodcast.com new podcasts are released weekly don't forget to subscribe 